Welcome to this edition to Voices of Experience. My name is Paul Casey, along with producer Benny Mathers. This is the last show of Voices of Experience for 2020. I will be returning with the program in January 2021, specifically January 19th, 2021. In the meantime, I will play some of the best shows from 2020 between now and then, so stay tuned. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas and wishing everyone the very best as we enter 2021. Now, we still have some very big challenges ahead, but there is definitely light at the end of the tunnel. There are vaccines out there now. We are getting rid of a corrupt administration like we have seen no other time in the history of this country, and we are replacing them with a very decent, experienced, and competent team by the name of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. So wishing them well in January of 2021 as they start their term. Jasmine Kendricks, co-host of The Way with Jazz and Tay, she'll be coming on the program later, and she'll be asking me some questions about next year, 2021. What do I project both personally and professionally and for the country? So I appreciate her asking me those questions because I asked her to choose a subject, and that's what she wanted to do. The Way with Jazz and Tay, that airs on KKNW Thursday mornings at 7 a.m., and Jasmine tells me The Way with Jazz and Tay will be back in 2021. Now, Voices of Experience, we talk to people with experience in their fields, whether it's self-employment, travel, fitness, public affairs. It does have an emphasis on entrepreneurship. And to that end, I've written a couple books on the subject, Is Self-Employment for You? And then I wrote another one called Pre-Flight Checklist, Is Self-Employment for You? And basically, all I'm trying to do in the book is to put you in the cockpit of a plane to get off to a smooth takeoff and run a business and bring it home with a smooth landing, basically. How's that for an analogy? That's what I'm attempting to do in the book. And and in the book are 20 questions. And it's called the self-employment quiz. And the higher you score on that quiz, the higher your prospects for success. It takes about five minutes. It's in the book. If you buy the book, it's on Amazon, pre-flight checklist, the self-employment for you. But if you just want to take the quiz, you can go to VoicesOfExperience.com and you can take the quiz on that site. Again, VoicesOfExperience.com. The Southwest Historical Society preserves and promotes the history of the Duwamish Peninsula, which includes West Seattle, where I live. The Historical Society has an annual fundraiser. And this year, a good friend, Phil Frick, and a member of the Southwest Historical Society asked if I would donate airtime as an auction item in their annual fundraising event. I said, why not? So someone did come forth, and he made a donation to the Southwest Historical Society to be on the show. His name is Keith Bacon. He has an extensive background in the entertainment industry. He's from Los Angeles. He moved to West Seattle in 2005. He just recently started a podcast called Always West Seattle. I will let him describe how he came up with that name. He started the podcast right when COVID-19 struck. Good timing, huh? So my first question, I asked him, did that give him pause about going forward? 
Yeah, I almost didn't launch it because I, you know, originally I was focusing a lot more on like what's happening in the community events and things like that. And and then I, you know, at the end of February, as as the tide was really starting to turn, I felt like, well, this isn't, you know, what I should be doing right now, um, encouraging people to go out and do things. Um, and so I, I almost didn't do it, even though it had all been recorded and done. But um, it's it's a project that I've been working on doing for a long time. So I just went ahead and decided, like, you know, if I don't do it now, then maybe I'll never do it. Uh, and so I put it out there. And the show definitely has evolved um, due in no small part to, to the pandemic and the restrictions and the realities that we're all dealing with. But I think it's evolved in a good way. Um, and I always expected it to evolve a little bit. Um, it just happened sooner and faster. And uh, But I'm, I'm, I'm happy with where things are and where things are headed with it. Yeah, so along those lines, you had a different, obvious concept of it, and then COVID hits, and you had to pivot, and you're doing that. Uh, well, I mean, I think it really, it sort of provided, a, in some ways, an impetus to, to keep doing it <clears throat> between the pandemic and also the bridge closing. Suddenly, you know, West Seattle is this, is this island, so to speak. And so I felt like there was a purpose behind it in, in building community and uh, helping people connect with each other in our community. And so I felt that there was a great opportunity here to sort of you know, build community through the podcast and share stories and interactions with people uh, that way. So that has been a huge plus. Um, and I think also just in sort of the format of the show, originally I set out to be sort of more um, time and date specific. And uh, while I still talk about things that are maybe in season at the farmer's market or something that's happening in the neighborhood around a certain time, it's it's less tied to a specific time now and, and a little bit more uh, evergreen, if you will. And how often does the uh, podcast come out? My goal is for uh, twice a month, and that'll definitely be the case moving forward. Now, are there other neighborhood like podcasts that are similar to yours, maybe in Seattle or in other parts of the country that you're kind of modeling yourself after? It's funny that you should ask that because just the other day, um, I was kind of researching that to see if there were other podcasts that were similar to mine. There is another one that uh, in West Seattle called Podcast West Seattle, which is kind of more mm, NPR style produced stories with uh, a lot more audio features. And, and I tend to focus more on just interviewing and talking to people. Um, but that's a great podcast. And um, there's a couple of others that I, I discovered yesterday, one uh, based out of Camino Island and another one based out of Bainbridge Island. How did you find your way to West Seattle? I moved to Seattle in 2004. And before I moved up here, here uh, from Los Angeles, I used to visit a lot. I've, I've had a lot of friends in the city for a long time. And a lot of times when I'd come up before I moved up, I would mention something that I had read about in West Seattle, you know, like a Mashiko or the Benbo or, or some other place. Um, and when I would mention it to my friends up here, they would say, oh, that's in West Seattle, as if it was this far off land that, you know, just nobody went to. And that actually was intriguing to me. Um, and so not long after getting here, uh, I bought a place right in the Alaska junction and I've been, uh, I lived there starting in 2005 
And I just love it. I, I love uh, that it's what I describe as so close yet so far away to the city, now a little bit more far away <laughs> with the bridge situation. But I especially love the, the really strong sense of community here and uh, the kinds of unique things that happen here among my neighbors, among the businesses, among all the you know cultural and civic institutions. I think it's really, really great, and I'm, I'm just very happy that I'm, I wound up here. Yeah, I had the same experience moving uh, actually to West Seattle in the late 1970s. And I had just gotten uh-huh. off an internship in Olympia and it ended and I was driving up the freeway and I got off at West Seattle and lived on Alki. And I've really been there in West Seattle ever since. Now, I did move downtown in the 90s and uh, lived mm-hmm. uh, in Belltown, but I did migrate back to West Seattle in about 2000. And I echo the same thing that you have said. And first of all, it's like, why would you live in West Seattle? And I went, why would you not? And uh, then the community, the neighborhoods, the beauty of the place, the diversity of the scenery, the people. I mean, I love it. And it's really hard for me imagining living anywhere else. Absolutely. And I've had uh, friends who have been listening to my podcast uh, from different parts of the country and world, quite a few of whom have said to me, I want to live in West Seattle. And doing that kind of uh, street interview where I'm surveying a lot of different people was was a, a big original goal for me with the podcast. And uh, what would generally you describe your format as? I frequently talk to the farmer's market, which happens every Sunday in the junction, about what's in season there, where to find it, what's going on. They, this year, of course, they had a lot of changes with how the market actually ran. So there was a lot of information to sort of convey there. I talk with Eric at Pegasus Books frequently about what people are reading, uh, what people are asking and seeking out for him. Um, and uh, he usually makes a couple of great recommendations. I have another feature with uh, Keisha Vaughn. Her segment is called Hot Dish, and she used to uh, work occasionally as a server at Easy Street Cafe. And then other segments are just things that I sort of discover from either just being in the junction and talking to people or reading West Seattle blog or, you know, some of the Facebook groups devoted to uh, West Seattle or just, uh, you know, occasionally people have actually started pitching me um, ideas and things. So, um it's, it's just kind of uh, whatever I encounter with a few regular recurring features that people seem to like. Yeah, I really wish you well on this. This is a great concept, and I was very excited to talk to you about this. And I'm, I wasn't familiar with the other podcast that was going on. And in the back of my mind, I was wondering, why don't we have one? And again, I wasn't aware of the one you just mentioned, but I'm certainly glad that this is up and going. And I, I really think this would be successful over the long run. Because um, as we talk about the uh, West Seattle, I think the show was good and you had good subjects. And as I say, there's really not going to be any shortage of really topics to talk about, I wouldn't think. Oh, yeah, I don't I don't think so either. I mean, I've just barely scratched the surface of the tip of the iceberg so far. So it's called Always West Seattle, and that's A-L-L, Ways West Seattle, Always West Seattle. Describe briefly how you came up with that title and why. Well, uh, it's in reference to the Walk Always intersection uh, at the intersection of California, Alaska, which is uh, the heart of the Alaska Junction. And many people would consider the heart of West Seattle as well. It's where so many 
of our community events happen and where people congregate. And so that was kind of my original inspiration, talk to people in that part of the, the, the neighborhood and just uh, and hear from them and, and see if I can find some interesting stories along the way. Sure. And how would I find your podcast? It's on most podcast services like Apple, Google, Amazon, and Spotify. Uh, the website is alwayspodcast.com. Um, and we have a Facebook page and a Twitter, which are also always podcasts. That's Keith Bacon, founder and host of Always West Seattle. That's capital A-L-L-W-A-Y-S, West Seattle. All you need to do is Google Always West Seattle to listen to some of the archive shows and the new ones coming up. Speaking of coming up next, Jasmine Kendricks, co-host of The Way with Chaz and Tay, is going to ask me questions about my take on 2021. Are you thinking about self-employment? Visit Amazon or order a book called Pre-Flight Checklist. Is self-employment for you? Pre-Flight addresses eight myths surrounding self-employment and includes a self-employment quiz. The higher you score, the higher your prospects for success. Visit Amazon Books and input Pre-Flight Checklist. That's Pre-Flight Checklist. For you personally, I want to know what goals and ideas you do have going into 2021. So the first thing (laughs) I did was go back to 2019, New Year's Eve, and what I was thinking at that moment for this upcoming year. And Mm -hmm. I was at this little gathering of this party prior to going to kind of a big event in downtown Seattle, and I wore a tux for the first time in five or six years, and it was that type of an elaborate New Year's Eve party. But this woman who was at the party asked what we were thinking about for 2020. And um, I said, I'd done some thinking about that. And on a personal level, I wanted to work on living more in the moment. Um, mm. I wanted to aspire to higher things, have a better radio show, ask better questions, you know, be better in certain areas, more exercise, the usual stuff. Um, I want to be more grateful for what I have and not want more and more and more temper all that. And then one of the other areas I was looking at was trying to limit negative self-talk sometimes. Oh, I'm such an idiot or you do this wrong. Stop doing that. Put a stop sign there and just try to do more positive thinking and things like that. So those were kind of my goals at that moment at that time because I really gave it a lot of thought this year or actually 2019 Mm -hmm. going to 2020 more than usual so there you go the best laid plans right and then like Mm -hmm. um, of course (laughs) yeah so this was a year as we know that a lot of plans have gone haywire and um Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, it started out two weeks later. My dog, one of my dogs, anyhow, senior dog, had a really serious leg injury where it required an operation mm-hmm. and all that. I just mentioned that because that was unexpected and she has yeah. recovered quite well, but it was a real tedious moment where it took a lot of time, like three months of just really focusing on her and getting her back to health. Um, oh, man. Well, after that, we came down to Palm Springs, which we do 
We've been doing this every year for about the last seven years for about a month to a month and a half. We got here in early February. We had all these plans. People were coming down. Family members were coming down. And we were just going to operate under like we always have. And then mm -hmm. we hear about the Life Care Nursing Home in Kirkland, Washington, where this oh, COVID virus is out of control. And the state <laughs> of Washington is in deep trouble. The governor, Inslee, is declaring mandatory shutdowns and things like that. And we're going, wow, it, what is this COVID thing? And then it didn't take long to figure out that this was quite serious. And certainly mm -hmm. that changed everything. Everybody canceled coming down here. We right. extended our stay here another two months because we figured, hey, why not just ride it out down here? So we stayed till mid-May and came back. And what's um, interesting about this is that because the state of Washington got hit so quickly and early on with this, we figured when we came back that Washington would be so far ahead of anywhere else in terms of dealing with this issue of COVID, like yeah. masks and whatever was happening. Down here in Palm Springs, quickly, it was mandatory masks. You couldn't mm -hmm. go into stores that were uh, had an occupancy more than 20%. You were standing outside the store, six feet apart, doing mm -hmm. all that. We were here again till mid-May, so we were several months into this. And we came back, and we were really surprised when we got off the plane at SeaTac, when we walked through the airport, that 70% of the people weren't wearing masks. And I thought I was in the yeah. twilight zone. And it was like, what? And then we went to stores, and it was the <laughs> same thing. And it was like how much Washington was behind where we had just come from. So I go through all of that. Yeah, it was just kind of an interesting uh observation and we mm -hmm. were really surprised as, as i mentioned so anyhow that's what i when you say about plans i think what i'll add for this year which you've had to do is be tremendously flexible um mm -hmm. as you know one of the uh things that you're going to have to really internalize which we've had to like every day i just get up and going i'm going to be flexible today because i really don't know what tomorrow's going to bring yeah absolutely love that because you know everyone kind of had to go through that this year and experience that same thing um so like you said being more flexible in 2021 i know of course COVID has definitely shaped that but do you have anything else going into 2021 that maybe COVID's really affected on how you're going to have to approach it going into the next year i don't want to be preachy here but we were talking about this jasmine before we started the interview and I thought you raised a really good point that you are observing people who are having COVID fatigue and yeah. they're not taking it as seriously as they should when in fact today there were more cases in the United States than there were yesterday or in the history of COVID. More people died Ugh. yesterday than has died at any one day in history and there'll be more tomorrow because this is yeah. out of control. I yeah. just would like to make a plea to everybody from what you were saying earlier is that people continue to take this seriously and mm -hmm. don't encourage your family members to come over and visit in Christmas and travel by a plane or come over and maybe infect other people with COVID. And if you really love that person or like them, 
keep your head down. The good news is that yeah. there's a vaccine out there, several vaccines, that within the next six to nine months that we're going to be past this. So it's a hard thing to do, and I understand that because uh, we're going through it too. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Because I can, I see it, you know, it doesn't matter necessarily who you are or what you're doing. I've seen it all over the board. People are feeling that way. So I appreciate you for saying that. Um, but I, I wanted to touch on, you did ask about the vaccines, and I'm just curious, do you see yourself getting it? And if so, do you see yourself, you know, waiting a couple of rounds? before you get it or what's that looking like for you yeah i first of all i'm going to get it at what point i don't know i think i'm in line if i read the charts right in terms of age and health and all that first of all i trust scientists if dr fauci says it's good to go he gets his and whatever i'm good to go i don't question that i've never questioned in my entire Mm -hmm. life i think a real sad state of affairs that has plagued this virus is that people question everything about wearing a mask, social distance, and yes, hopping on a plane now, flying around to other parts of the country, infecting everybody else. Just people are living Mm -hmm. in their own bubble. The vaccine will hopefully save us all, but I give an F to the administration of this country and many other people for not taking this seriously and actually discouraging mask wearing and just doing everything but they do to prolong this we wouldn't be here i think if we i think we would still be in the midst of covid but it would be much more suppressed had we followed what scientists told us to do and also i want to give an a plus to the scientists and to the doctors and the medical workers that have been dealing with this every single day risking their lives and I went, had my physical and did a lot of medical things before I came down to Palm Springs. I was just so surprised at the attitude of the people who were working as, as the doctors and you know the healthcare workers, how cheery they were and how much I just got to say to them, I can't believe what you've done. You have been the real heroes and heroines during this COVID. And I really think as a country, there has to be something we do in a big way to honor what they have yeah. done. I agree with you on that so much. I really feel so strongly about that because the work that they've done is it's literally they had no choice but to like stand up and rise to the occasion and do their best. And they've, they've really have. I mean, if you think about it, it's been less than a year and we're over here ready to get to distribute the vaccination. You know, that's incredible. Yeah, I think I read this morning, Jasmine, that it was the fastest vaccine to come to market or be able to distribute it than any in history. It's less than a year. It seems like it's forever, and I feel that way right. too. But what this this really broke out in a in February, and now we're giving the vaccine, yeah. and it's December. That's a pretty remarkable yeah. uh, turn of events, and that's why I say the scientists they deserve so much credit for doing this because left our own devices we have not done a good job as a country in trying to control this no we absolutely have not it's a shame but we haven't what can we look forward to with voices of experience in 2021 you have anything exciting planned there i'm kind of thinking like more of the same what i do i again trying to get uh really 
good interviews and uh, mm -hmm. get people who are long-term type of thinkers, voices of experience. I still like that concept of talking to people with yeah. experience, so I want to continue on that. Thank you, Jasmine, for those questions. You know, as I thought about the questions he was asking me and preparing for them, I really started to think that flexibility really is a quality that we should all adopt. We've certainly had to do that this year, and it's something probably will be better off if we continue with that sort of mindset going forward. That's all the time we have for this edition to Voices of Experience. My thanks to Jasmine for asking such great and penetrating questions today. She really got me thinking. And to Keith Bacon for being with us today on Voices of Experience. Again, his podcast, Always West Seattle. Wish him well. The Way with Jazz and Tay airs Thursday mornings at 7 a.m. right here on KKNW. Again, this is the final show for 2020. Voices of Experience will return on January 19th, 2021. In the meantime, keep your head down and let's get through this COVID thing. Let's look forward to a renewal that spring and summer will be sure to bring us all. My name is Paul Casey, and along with producer Benny Mathers, Thanks for listening. Now, usually at this moment, I bring you the quote of the week, and I'm going to do it once again, but this is going to be a holiday quote of the week. This may surprise you. I kind of went to Google and I said holiday quotes, and this one jumped out at me. And uh, let me just read it, and I'll tell you who said it. It's Christmas Eve. It's the one night of the year when we all act a little nicer we smile a little easier. We cheer a little more. For a couple of hours out of the whole year, we are the people that we always hoped we would be. That's Frank Cross from Scrooge, the movie Scrooge. Actually, actor Bill Murray. But um, that is a great movie, and I wasn't thinking about it much this year, but I'm going to watch that before Christmas. That's Scrooge. Again, just a, a fun movie. And finally, I must sign off with this. Experience is our best teacher. <laughs>